something inside so strong oh, oh, oh something inside so strong So this morning for our personal development session, uh, by the way, that was Lyra kicking us off as always. I love Lyra. Um, and that song especially, it kind of always sets a nice tone for uh, the conversations that we're about to have, especially now that it is Women's Month. I think it becomes even more appropriate. Megan Rogers is the director uh, and head of the oil and gas, gas sector at Clive Decker Hofmeyer. And we're going to be focusing on her personal journey in terms of not just climbing the corporate ladder, but also working in what is traditionally a very male-orientated field. Megan, good morning to you, and thank you so much for being available to come and share part of your story with us today. My pleasure, Kathy. Good morning to you and to all your listeners as well. Thank you for having me. And and let's talk a little bit about your journey. Where did it begin? Uh, did you always see yourself uh, being a trailblazer in the oil and gas space? And, and how were you actually exposed to the sector that you're in now? Well, so I, I was born in the 70s. So I was a, a 70s baby. And you know, a lot of my childhood was shaped by, you know, the apartheid legal and cultural group in our society. So... Essentially, my roots go back to growing into an era, growing up in an era where, you know, you, you were really taught that the, the value of a woman like me, a woman of color, was, was lesser than. And, and those are the roots um, and, and the uphill battle, which ultimately led to me sort of what I call swimming upstream, swimming against the tide and against the current. Um, and that journey led me to what is essentially a male-dominated legal fraternity and also a male-dominated oil and gas sector, probably even more so in, in this particular sector. But my journey was really, you know, started from swimming sort of upstream um, and against the, the tide to reach the point that I, I currently am at in my career. Mm. Many people, of course, would think, well, what does one have to study in order to do what Megan does? And perhaps let me take myself a couple of ste steps backwards. What do you actually do? So I, um, I'm essentially a corporate oil and gas lawyer. So I work on M&A transactions between oil companies and you know, international oil companies that enter jurisdictions such as South Africa um, and Africa um, who look to explore for hydrocarbon resources in, in the country. Um, and, and that's really my level of sort of expertise and experience. Um, it's, it's a corporate nature, um, a corporate sort of mergers and acquisitions nature. Um, and it's really about guiding sort of these international oil companies as they come and explore in the jurisdiction um, for the potential resource, um, oil or gas resources. Mm. Um, so it's very, it is very niche and, and very specialized in terms of, you know, the scope of work and the types of clients that I deal with. Um, again, very, very male-dominated and very technical industry, um, very scientific and technically complex sector. Um, and I decided to, to sort of emerge myself into the sector and allow myself to make mistakes as I learned. Because 
it's not a traditional area of law. Um, it, is, it is certainly not something that is taught at universities at the moment. So a lot of my experience I gained through, you know, practice, practicing mm. as an attorney. Um, and, of course, I studied further through the you know, um, the AIPN, which is the Association for International Petroleum Negotiators in the U.S. Um, and, and really a lot of my sort of foundational expertise and sort of theory came through international studies as opposed to being able to study the stream of law in essay, which is, which is quite unfortunate because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Africa is resource-rich. Um, so we certainly should have more lawyers looking into, you know, going into the stream of law. Um, so, so Megan, if, yeah. So, if I understand you correctly, how you ended up specialising, particularly on oil and gas, came out of your own branching out and journey of learning and discovery while you were practising as a lawyer. That that is a hundred percent correct, Kathy. Mm. That is 100% correct. So for me, you know, even going to university was a challenge. Um, I had to work and study at the same time. I had to, I couldn't qualify for financial aid because the minute I left school, I had to to work. So I took up a job as a um, switchboard operator um, at the age of 18, 19. And... um, but but I wasn't doing what I what I wanted to do. I'd always wanted to study law. I had this great desire to study law. And for a while, I felt like I was living somebody else's life, right? Because it was my dream to pursue law. Um, so what I ended up doing, Kathy, was tucking my dream under my pillow at night, getting up in the morning and leaving my dream at home, mm-hmm. eventually living somebody else's life. And, and we're not wired to do that, right? But... I didn't have nearly enough money to commit to studying law. I wasn't earning enough, and I couldn't qualify for financial aid. Um, and this is really when I when when I hit rock bottom. You know, when I discovered that I had been living somebody else's life. I and and what shifted in me was the day that I signed my application to university. I was willing to sacrifice everything to interrupt my life and buy my own future essentially. You know, give my dream a chance. I saved every penny I could to study at university, worked full day, went to lectures at night, studied through the night, mm-hmm. and dedicated basically each and every weekend and every moment I had to study. So, I, I, and I missed out a lot during this time. You know, as women, we, 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 we tend to, you know, want to be there for you know, those momentous occasions. I missed birthdays, holidays, special occasions with a family um, in exchange for essentially deadlines and tests. Right. Um, juggling those demands of work life, family life, and university life was quite taxing in my personal space. But what I realized going through, you know, having to balance university and working was that, you know, as women, we need to realize that sometimes the doorway is only built for us. It's only built for you to fit through. See, oftentimes we're so busy rescuing somebody else and forget to rescue ourselves. Mm-hmm. I realize that if, if I rescue myself, if I go through this doorway that was built for me, then I'm more valuable to my family and my community. 
Megan, yeah, we're going to continue the conversation with you after this quick break. Megan Rogers is the director and head of the oil and gas sector at, at Clive Decker Hofmeyer. Quite a journey it has been for her, you know, and a lot of resilience and tenacity required. So the first half of the journey was lots of sacrifice. I wonder if today she looks back and she thinks, well, it's actually been worth it. We'll find out when we come back from this break. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on The Talking Point. Megan Rogers sharing her story with us, climbing the corporate ladder, and she's now uh, the head of oil and gas at Clive Decker Hofmeyer Attorneys. Megan, you know, I was saying before the break, because when I listened to just a snippet of your story, it comes with a lot of sacrifice. I think anybody who's had to study and work at the same time understands just how much effort it is in order to do that and most importantly do it successfully, right? The sacrifice that you gave in the first half of your life, do you find that it has been worth it, number one? But also, has it stopped? Are you not having to give more than you've ever given before in order to stay (laughs) where you are? Yeah, you're you're so right, Kathy. It's 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 a constant process of you know breaking down barriers, you know, sacrificing, and um, um, ultimately it's about enjoying what you do because then it doesn't quite feel like a sacrifice if you love what you do. I mean, I when I left university, um, I was. Ex- to the oil and gas sector, you know, through a rotation in practice. Um, you know, candidate attorneys rotate through various departments. And I was put in the oil and gas department at my request because I found this sector so fascinating, so different. Um, and I developed this passion for it and this drive to succeed in it through, you know, being a junior attorney. And even entering into that sector was not, was not you know, I wasn't warmly received. Because I'm different. My skin color was different. You know, my sex was different. Um, I, I was not the typical, the typical lawyer um, for that particular sector. Or even, you know, for, for the legal fraternity, generally speaking. But, you know, once you discover your passion for something, for, for an area of law, you know, even if it's medicine, um, it's very difficult if you if you've sacrificed so much at the front end of your journey for you to back down at the back end of your journey, so to speak. So mm-hmm. by the time I had reached the oil and gas sector, even though I didn't look like I should or, um, you know, speak like I should or I wasn't the right sex for the sector, I wasn't about to allow myself to, to um, you know, make a decision about not being in the sector simply because it was uncomfortable for other people, you know. And and that's the sort of the resilience and the determination that came through making those early sacrifices. Um, I think what, what what I would like to say is key is to stick to, to, to what you're passionate about and what you have drive for and not have a fear of failing or falling because here's the thing with, with, with failure or falling. You always get back up, right? It's never your permanent destination. So if you have conviction or passion, um, for what you do, then you should you should continue to do so 
you know, and, and, and it does reap rewards. In, in my particular instance, I am currently the sector head, um, the oil and gas sector at Cliff Decker one of the largest oil firms in the country. And I've assisted super major and major oil companies with oil and gas projects across 13 countries and four continents. Um, and, and probably the greatest lesson I've learned on my journey is that we can take away from our greatness or Megan, unfortunately, we seem to be losing that connection to you. I'm not sure what is happening there, but we're losing that connection uh, to Megan Rogers, who has just been sharing part of her story part of her journey, climbing up the corporate ladder, you know, and working in what is a very technical and niche field. Megan, I understand we have you back up. Yes, yes. Oh, much better now, yeah. Hi. Okay. So, Kathy, I was saying that, you know, part of the biggest lessons I've learned, you know, through through the journey is to actually just, um, you know, in in continue your passion and your drive and and ultimately um you know knock down the barriers each day um let's not expect them to to go away automatically i mean there'll be new barriers each day as you progress mm. through your through your career but um your determination and drive and your conviction and ultimately your um ability to embrace change and to not be fearful of failure or falling is um, and to be resilient in those moments, um, embracing what I call your your greatness and your imperfections, um, and offering that to the world is ultimately what gets you through those 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 tough moments um, and those moments of change in your career tra- trajectory. Those were the lessons that I learned on my journey. Megan, let me thank you so much for coming onto the show and for sharing just a bit of your story with us. Any words of encouragement for people who are in the sector, some of those who could well be students who are working towards being professionals within uh, the law fraternity? Absolutely. Remain resilient. Um, You know, keep being passionate about um, what you do. Don't allow... Um, yourself to be, you know, fixated on um, um, on on success all of the time. There are going to be moments in your life where you know you will fail, but that's not your ultimate destination. It's just it's just one of the paths on your journey. Um, and um, also accept that with um, with your career choice. You'll, you'll, you'll need to accept the, the, you know, the challenges that come with transformation and the challenges that come with being you, who you are as a woman, as a woman of color and breaking through those barriers, mm. um, as you, as you progress. And importantly, uh, very importantly, is to pave the way for those coming behind you. Um, you know, be involved in, in, um, an upliftment of the juniors who are who are coming who are following eventually your career trajectory. In other words, don't forget to look back um, as you move forward. All right. Megan, let me thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Megan Rogers, Director and Head of the Oil and Gas Sector at Clive Decker Hofmeyer. It's gone 11 o'clock. Nomsam Luli is standing by with your headlines. Before we do that, though, just a quick listen to this voice note.